Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. And alongside me today is Ray Ortland Jr. I am so glad to have you here, Ray. Pastor, theologian, author. You've even got sons that are authors, too, and I've enjoyed reading their books as well, Ray. And you love dogs and music, so we have so much in common. And, <laughs> and, and I know I've seen you, uh, I think I've seen you before uh, on Twitter somewhere, you say some of the greatest songs of all time, and you're bold, and you name them, and I love that. I love that about <laughs> you, so Yeah. Jim, thanks for letting me uh, into your ministry today, and uh, we love you, and we love the Village Chapel. Well, thank you, Ray. On Fridays, we like to talk about psalms, uh, as you know, Ray, and um, uh, these ancient songs that uh, not only stir the emotions, but uh, inform the mind, direct the will. they so pre- so powerful in our lives. I wonder, uh, as, uh, as a pastor of so many years and a Bible teacher, Bible commentator, what is it about the Psalms uh, that inspires you, Ray, in general? And we'll certainly want to talk about this one in particular. Yeah, yeah as Calvin said in his uh, commentary on the Psalms, that they, um, they touch on every human emotion and experience, and they take us deeper into um, the grace of God for everything we face. Um, if... You know, it, we, we might go into our bathroom and open up the um, the mirror there, and there's a medicine cabinet and all these different medicines and remedies and, and different helps. The psalms are like that. Each psalm is a is is health for our souls, our inner lives, in some particular way. And each one makes us more alive and helps us to be less dead mm. uh, at some place deep in, deep inside. That is so beautiful. I, I love too the way they they give us uh, not only reveal God something God wants us to know about Himself, but also give us words to respond to Him, don't they? Yeah, we actually need to to learn how to talk to God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here we have sort of pre-approved prayers. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I don't know about you, but I, I honestly, sometimes I'm on my knees and I'm just so fried. I can't think of what to say. Yeah. And, and they helped me. I, I, I'm sure you found that to be true as well. Yeah. The Psalms are the Bible's own book of common prayer. Mm. That's How amazing is that? That's yeah, really, really powerful. Well, you've chosen uh, one of the crown jewels to be sure, right? Um, Psalm 23 for today. I just can't stay away from it. <laughs> it's addictive. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Well, would you read it and give us, uh, give us sure. some of your insights into it? Okay. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou dost prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou hast anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. It's, it's just beautiful and just draws us in. Ray, how's this impacted your own life uh, over the years? And uh... Well, I'm struck by how personal this is. I think that's why it resonates. Um, mm. You know, we, we love community. We just love community and the one another's of the New Testament. But the word we doesn't appear here. Mm. Um, but the word I, uh, the pronoun I, me, my appears 17 times in six verses. And it isn't selfish and narcissistic. Here's why that matters. Um, you know, Jim, I, right now I, I feel healthy, but something bad, I, I don't need to go looking for it. Something bad's going to come find me and take me out. There's going to come a moment when it's plausible to believe they're going to wheel me into an operating room and everything will be on the line. Mm -hmm. And my, my wife as precious as she is, my family as precious as they are, my friends and so forth will not go in there with me. Mm -hmm. I will go alone. And that's why we speak of accepting Jesus as our personal savior. Mm. That's, that's where Psalm 23 takes us, into a personal, one-on-one, -on -one, real, existential, intimate, profound awareness. I don't know what other word to use. Awareness of the good, goodness and grace of God to me personally, to you personally, mm. everyone watching the, the video yeah. right now. So good. We, we're individuals, and in this case, compared to sheep, but we're part of a flock. Mm -hmm. so, so it's kind of a both and, isn't it? You're, oh, it's a, you're, totally you're, a both and. 17 personal pronouns. In six and verses. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's, here's what's striking to me about that. David wrote this, of course. When David took the throne of the, of the uh, kingdom of Judah, King Saul had just died. Jonathan had died. The kingdom was hanging by a thread. It was nearly extinct. It was like when you blow out a candle and there's that one little spark at the end of the wick and then it disappears. That was, it was that spark. 40 years later, when David dies, that kingdom is a front rank power in the ancient Near East. Now, how did that happen how did he do that how did he leverage nothing into something mm -hmm. and i think psalm 23 is a big part of the explanation mm -hmm. um, we live from the inside out not from the outside in we don't live from our external advantages we live for, we live from our internal resources which we find in christ and he puts within us it's this very personal sense of reality with the risen christ personal reality with him that gives us the wherewithal uh, to make something of our lives that will matter forever. Mm. And it, um, so come what may, uh, mm -hmm. the, the world did not give the risen Christ to us. The world cannot take the risen Christ from us. That's so true. Yeah. We have an advantage. We should almost feel sorry for the devil. We are, we have more than conquerors. <laughs> Well, even that hope and promise of that first verse, I could almost just meditate on that first verse for 
days. Who is your shepherd? You know, it's a great question to ask. Everybody seemingly, I would think everybody has one of some kind that they're trusting in. And David himself, a shepherd boy, right? Right. I mean, yeah. What is it that makes us say with confidence, I shall not want? What is it that makes us, that leaves us feeling alone, isolated, exposed, naked, vulnerable, and terrified? And what is it that leaves us feeling provided for, protected, loved, forgiven, um, formidable? Uh, it, that is the difference that Jesus makes. We all, you know, gravitate toward this darkness and fear and, and God-forsakenness. Psalm 23 helps us at our worst change the subject to Jesus and his diverse and generous graces for everything we need. Mm, so good. So good. And this, he, Jesus even used this same image of a shepherd, didn't he? And describing himself. Yeah. And he's a good shepherd. He's, he's world-class. He's a pro. He's great at this. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> the faithfulness of God uh, here, because I, in verse four, as you just read it, I was just struck by that again. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and here after a couple of years of so much with the pandemic and so much with, and on top of that, I'm sure you, you all at Emmanuel have experienced this as well. There's all the other normal cycle of things going on in addition to what we have all suffered with this pandemic. But here's, here's God uh, not leaving us alone in that. Yeah. The valley of the shadow of death. I mean, that is a reality check. And um, the longer I live, Jim, of course, the more I think about dying. I don't think it's morbid for a Christian to think about dying mm. to, because this is that uh, the Apostle Paul said, my departure mm -hmm. is at hand. He did not say my annihilation. Right. I'm just going to move addresses. For example, uh, D.L. Moody um, said, um, someday you will read in the papers that D.L. Moody is dead. Don't you believe a word of it? At that moment, I will be more alive than I am now. That's right. <laughs> and then listen to this. This is so cool. <laughs> F.B. Meyer, the yeah. British Christian, he was, um, he, he, one of the last things he did was he sent a postcard to a friend and said, I have raised you to heaven. I'm just off. See you there. And then <laughs> on his dying day, on his dying day, the doctor told him there, a few more hours and say till four o'clock and then you'll die. And, and, and then Meyer fell asleep. He woke up later and he said, so what time is it nurse? And she said, <laughs> six o'clock. And he said, tut, tut, this will never do. I ought to have died two hours ago. <laughs> that is Psalm 23, verse four. I yeah. hear no evil. Mm. How about this image of the rod and staff, Ray? Any thoughts on that? How they comfort, I mean, rod and staff, comfort. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting juxtaposition of images. It, it's so striking, Jim. Um, uh, I would have written, thy rod and, and thy staff, they 
punish me. Mm -hmm. They correct me and so forth. But mm -hmm. David had gone to a place with God, with the risen Christ in our categories, where the providences of God, he perceived and experienced and received at the deepest level as comfort. Wow. You know, I'm, a, I, I'm an incredibly shallow person. <laughs> Psalm 23 is very touching, you know, and sort of heart melting, but it is not shallow. It is profound. Mm -hmm. What if, Jim, we go to a place with God where whatever he does to us, we actually perceive as comfort? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. True story. Here's a true story. My dad... Uh, in 2007, died of pulmonary fibrosis. His, mm -hmm. his lungs became hardened and leathery. He couldn't process oxygen. So if he exerted himself at all, he felt like he was drowning underwater, fighting for air. So it happened one time, their mom and dad were there in their condo in, in um, Newport Beach, California. And dad was down on the floor, heaving for breath. Mm. And of course, mom was distressed and you know, and she was kind of freaking out. And, and between breaths, my dad said to my mom, no, Anne, no, this is a gift. I think that's where Psalm 23 takes us, hmm. where we know, we know how to categorize even the buffetings of life. Hmm. There's something about belonging to him that's here too the lord is my shepherd the sheep belongs to him uh that somehow or another enables us to rest in because of who because of who he is and that story about your dad that's just really really powerful of a great great example of someone actually resting in the lord i would think yeah. man mm. what about the last two verses right it seems like the image shifts from from a shepherd, what is it, a host maybe, or a... I think so. Is yeah. that the idea, would you say? Yeah, you know, Psalm 23 is known in the, as the shepherd psalm, but that's, there are three images here. Mm. It's the shepherd sheep image through verse four. Uh -huh. And you're right. I think you're right, Jim. I think verse five is a host guest scenario. Mm. Mm -hmm. And you know how important hospitality was in, in the ancient Near East. And so... In verse five, the Lord is like an Arab sheikh in his tent, taking a fugitive in yeah. and giving him a great meal and um, protection and even honor and a place at the table, so to speak. And then the third image actually isn't really an image. It's a, finally, it's a literal reality hmm. being, you know, the Lord is God and we are his worshipers and we are in his very presence forever. So to be a sheep is good, to be his guest is better, mm. and to be with him as God is best of all. Mm, mm, mm. That's so good. I'm a, a huge fan of the word forever. <laughs> yeah. I have, uh, you know, I think we all have that nagging question, whether we're believers or not, is this life all there is? I mean, people have been asking that question for, for eons. Um, and the word forever doesn't exist for nothing. 
<laughs> it's to stir hope, isn't it? And I think, Jim, one of the reasons why our nation is so angry these days is that we are people created by God to live forever. Hmm. And when we don't believe that and don't see that, we're not thinking in those in that way. Hmm. And everything is it hugely increases our, our crisis emotions. And we become demanding and frantic and angry because I must have my ultimate experience here and now. And if you're keeping me from it, you are an immoral human being and I will punish you mm. for ruining my life. Wow. wow. But what if we bring the word forever back? Yeah. In Jesus. <laughs> That's a great. I mean, just relax. Yeah. Yeah, that would just change our perspective, I think, so much from uh, I'm trying to find these things that'll satisfy me and they just keep failing me. Yes. And yet what's on offer to us is, I mean, he's on offer to us, of course, and in him we have forever. Yeah. Um, that's what we have is life forever. This is beautiful. Well, I, I, I so appreciate you joining me today. The, uh, um, I, I'd love it if you'd, if you'd close us in a prayer with some of these thoughts in mind for each and every one of us as we start this day off. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, Ray. Now, Lord Jesus, um, you know our needs before we ask, and we do need to be steadied, stabilized, strengthened, encouraged and lifted up with this awareness of you and your care for us very personally. Thank you for the word forever. <laughs> On this day, would you give us this gift? Would you help us to be fearless? No matter what evil faces us, help us to fear no evil. Thank you for Jim and his ministry. Put your benediction upon us all today, we pray. In your holy name, amen. 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 Pastor to pastors, Ray Ortland, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, I hope you'll, uh, hope you'll come back in the future and, and do this one more time. We just appreciate you and, and the work that the Lord is doing through you and Jannie and all the folks at Emmanuel Church here in Nashville as well. God bless you. Thanks, Jim. Thanks. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.